0: Good morning. On this Sunday morning, I want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We are going to start today in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 14. We have been learning and trying to get the understanding of the three little words, in the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit. The scripture says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. Now, Jesus, before he was baptized of John in the River Jordan, had an ordinary life, living holy, following the Jewish tradition. And when he came up out of the water after being baptized, the Holy Spirit came and remained on him. This was the first time that the Holy Spirit was resting on an individual and remained. Not only did the Holy Spirit come upon him, but remained. The Holy Spirit immediately led Jesus into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. During that time that he was fasting... He was tempted of the devil and whether it was a temptation with the physical body or whether it was a temptation that was taking place in the realm of the spirit, the scripture says that there were certain things that took place as to how the devil took him up to a high mountain. Took him up to the top of a pinnacle. Told him to turn the stones into bread. So that in itself is a challenge there uh, when when we actually come across that. But the point is, when he came out of the wilderness after 40 days of having been tempted and the angels of God ministering to him, because there were wild beasts and all kinds of other things that were dangerous there. God protected him. The scripture says that he came out in the power of the Spirit of God. He came out in the dunamis. That means the miracle working power of the Spirit of God into the Galilee area. And all of a sudden his fame or the fame of him began to go throughout all the region because of the miracles and the healings and everything that he was doing. But it was in the power of the Spirit. We see Jesus again in the book of John, in chapter 11, verse 33. And the other day we had mentioned that God is a Spirit, and those that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And I made mention that worship is not a soulish thing. It can involve our soul. But worship in the spirit is more than just emotion. Because people's emotions go up, they go down, people get depressed, people get happy. Involves more than just the body, more than just the raising of hands and the lowering of the hands or the kneeling or prostrating down on the ground. It involves our spirit. It involves us actually being in an attitude A state of being, not only of mind, but a state of being where the presence of God is more real to us than the surroundings that are around us. Our worship and our praise unto Him can be a combination of including the soul. But to merely be worshiping God out of the soul does not necessarily mean that we're worshiping him in spirit. Paul said that he worshiped God in spirit. He also served God in spirit. And there's so many other things one can perceive in their spirit, certain things. Paul talked about a journey that was going to be taken on a boat during, uh, we'll call it cyclone or hurricane season. And he perceived in the spirit, not in his mind, not a suspicious thought, but it was something that was taking place in the realm of the spirit, his spirit. He was being guided. He was being led of the Holy Ghost. And there is that inner witness, that testimony, that 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 confidence that you are being told, and you are being led in such a way that not only does it follow God's word, but you know that you know that you know that you are in communion and in contact with the Spirit of the living God and can recognize Him working in your life. Now, there's other words that pop up when we're talking about in the Spirit. The Bible says in John 11:33. 33, When Jesus therefore saw her, talking about Mary and talking about Martha after Lazarus had died, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, it says he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Now, one of the things that we learned in the book of Romans in chapter 8, in verse 26, where it talks about because of the weaknesses, the infirmity of the flesh, That the Spirit of God helps our weaknesses by helping us intercede and pray. How and what according to the will of God. And he does this by groanings which cannot be uttered. It is very possible that this groaning that Jesus did in the Spirit was almost like a prayer request that was going out before God Because the scripture never says that he actually prayed an audible prayer for God to hear him to raise up Lazarus. It just says he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. On another occasion, it says he sighed in the spirit. So you have all of these things that, yes, you can be uh, happy, you can be mad, you can be angry, you can be troubled in mind. But to be troubled in the spirit is something that goes further and deeper and is actually richer, if we could only understand that. And if he groaned in the spirit, it is very possible that when he lifted up his eyes, he just says, I thank you, Father, because you always hear me. You hear me when I pray, you hear me when I pray, but in this case, I'm not praying for anything. I'm not asking anything. He just basically groaned. And when he groaned, the scripture says that at that point, then he was also troubled in his spirit, maybe because of what he saw that was taking place, maybe because of what was going on. But the scripture does go on to give us the whole story. And, you know, he asked, And where have you laid him? And they said, Well, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. And he said to the Jews, Behold how he loved him. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused even this man that he should not have died? And Jesus therefore... Again, groaning in himself. I really, really am convinced that the groaning of, spoken of in the book of Romans is something that Jesus actually himself did because it couldn't be uttered in words. Therefore, he groaned in himself and he cometh to the grave and it was a cave and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha said, Lord, he's already been dead. He's already dead. And he says, And and saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he's already been dead for four days. And Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, if thou would believe that thou would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from that place where he was dead and was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Notice, nowhere in the account does Jesus ever make a prayer. Now, maybe the four days that he was away... And allowed, uh, him to die. Maybe he had been praying, but the scripture doesn't say that. But now, all of a sudden, the scripture says, I thank thee. I really believe that it was when he groaned in the spirit that he was heard. And then it says in verse 42, And I knew that thou heareth me always, but because of these people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Consider that today. Food for thought and for the imagination, let your heart be enriched and ponder deeply the groaning of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Till we meet again on Monday, Amen.